0: Kieran, what are you doing? Holmes in here.
1: You <laughs> <laughs> guys taking the minute? We've got to start this podcast. Every week there's one of you doing something freaking stupid. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's Kieran, not me. Good Christie. Right,
1: Fine. <laughs> Welcome to the Wireless Podcast, where the beer flows fast, free, and frictionless. On today's show, we talk about air magnets, Ryan's been leaking, and mortgages. I'm your host, Dan Jones. With me is Ryan Dodds and Kieran Roberts. And getting painted with diesel, diesel. Alan Blake. <laughs> <laughs>
0: do <laughs> This damn better not stick.
2: I think it already has.
1: <laughs> next, next Wi-Fi design day, people are going to be coming up to you like, ah, oh, Kieran, how's it
2: going? <laughs> Kieran. <laughs> You're making it sound as if people actually listen and will recognise us. Yeah, that's true, yeah.
1: Yeah, plus it's <laughs> plus it's just audio, so it's going to be difficult. If anything, us. I think it's going to be recognised we will just hear his voice. Oh, I can hear him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think if anything, there's more chance we'll get banned from fucking Wi-Fi design, dear rather that's, than getting invited? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty fair.
1: <laughs> oh, how's it going? To be fair, we've been, we've been chatting a bit more regularly than just the, the podcast, haven't we? Because there's been lots of... Um, like little meetups going on and stuff.
2: What was oh, that man. one the other night? I, I couldn't come.
0: Well, we, we didn't we didn't talk about anything. You were interested in Ryan, or we didn't miss you.
2: <laughs> That's all right. I didn't miss you either.
1: Good. Right, what are you drinking then, lads? What do you want? What do you want, Alan? Eh? what have you got? <laughs> oh shit! Spillage.
3: <laughs> <Just> village. <laughs> you, are you so, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. I'm just um, just I just just opened it and it um, went everywhere, so apologies. But um, no, I've got I've got myself a wicked beer. I'm looking forward to sharing this with you because it's got the best name ever, right? Do you know what it's called? It's called this Disco Forklift Truck.
1: <laughs> Where do you find this shit? <laughs> oh, mate. Truck. It's called
3: the Disco Forklift Truck and it's called Mango Pale Ale. So it's oh, going to taste absolutely awful but i just had to buy it because the name is just... Are, are you a closet millennial? Do it to yourself? <laughs> I'm like, I'm a vegan. <laughs> uh, what you oh, are you? Really,
0: Starts in a D and ends in a CK. Disco <laughs> Fog <fork> with truck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's quite witty. Well, that was good. Well, all
2: right.
3: No tumbleweed. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: doesn't, doesn't taste too bad, actually. <laughs> Christian, what are you going for? Um... Usual, I think. Roman Coke. (laughs) Roman Coke? Why not? (laughs) Got a new glass though. Oh, you haven't. Oh, very Uh, nice. Little crystal. And the jug. And the jug. The jug's still there. Of course it is. What are you doing, Ryan? What are you drinking? Good old wife (laughs) beater.
2: Except there's more chance of my wife beating me, to be honest with you. (laughs) He's going to get aggressive. Yeah, just start off PC, why don't we? <laughs> I think uh, I've been away. I've been working away a little bit this week on the customer side, and uh, she's at the content with working from home and looking after the kids on her own. Ooh. So, uh, yeah, I quite like the my office. I, my, I think my bed would fit in here, so I think, I think it should be alright. <laughs> Going to be alright.
1: <laughs> what What is that thing behind you? Is it like a litter picker?
2: <laughs> oh, it's a mop. <laughs> <laughs> was a it's a moth. I thought
0: it was like a deceased snake. It looks like it's got rigmarole. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I've um, the, the cupboard in the kitchen. I've ripped it all out and I've built some new shelves. So all this, all the stuffs, currently lying in my office. you must shelves be if you can't put stuff back in.
1: Is that your outside or inside?
2: Outside. Oh, mm-hmm. You can see too much. I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, we're
3: all we're all in the pub. <laughs> <laughs> remember do you know what you're talking about aren't, aren't we all together really you know of course at, we are. at the bar mm-hmm. chin wagging and uh, being served yeah. drinks by Dan yeah. the landlord I just,
1: And I just meant his his corner of the room
0: Ryan's been kicked <laughs> out by his wife so he's now living at the pub he's brought his cat and his mop
1: yeah. <laughs> he's 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 taken to calling it his office yeah. which is a bit <laughs> weird but whatever you however know, whatever, whatever he does what oh. crack you on then, Dan? Oh, I I'm
2: drinking Newcastle Brown Ale. Newcastle Brown? Oh,
3: why? Why?
2: <laughs> You'd be smashing that in off and going to stab someone with a bottle, wouldn't you? <laughs> to be fair, it's quite nice. What could do right? It is. It was, Hang on. It was brewed in Alan's bath. I've just realised <laughs> on the front of this it says 1928
1: award-winning Should... brewery. Nineteen twenty still banging on about
3: it. <laughs> I thought you were gonna start off with a it was brewed in nineteen twenty eight or best before nineteen twenty eight. <laughs>
1: that is amazing.
3: Well yeah, it, there's not it, much to celebrate Newcastle unfortunately.
1: I had to um I had to ask Ryan before we started. It's on the back it says, I'm ganning to see a man about a dog. I was like, what the heck is
2: that? And then when he said it, gone Ryan. I'm going to see a man about a dog.
1: <laughs> I'm going to see a man about a dog, but I still don't understand why that's the saying for the beer. The, the, well, it's just a random court,
0: not it? Yeah, they've probably got more than that. If you look at the other bottles, it'll say other things like, uh, um,
1: I'm going to stab see. you now, pet. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay. laughs> Uh brilliant.
3: But what's what's the beer affectionately known as as well? It's not called Newcastle Brown Ale or Newkey Brown. What's it called? A bottle of what? Dog. A bottle of dog. Yeah,
1: bottle that's what dog. referred to. Well, you yes. okay. Newcastle bars,
3: you say you can I have a bottle of dog, and they know exactly what you're after.
1: Right, and so that's why you're going to see a man about a dog, because basically you're telling the missus that you're going to go and talk to a mate, but what you actually mean is I'm going to the beer for a pub.
3: I couldn't possibly comment.
1: Okay. Fine. Good. Well, nice to have you with us, guys. <laughs> Thanks for turning it's up. It's okay. We're
3: keeping your uh, profits ticking over, aren't we?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm making a killing, con- considering that we're supposed to be shut. So, keep it quiet. <laughs> don't broadcast it live publicly on the internet because that would be you know, <laughs> that
0: bad. Yeah, we learnt that lesson twice now. Yeah. <laughs> I
3: was going to talk. I was going to say, let's just kick off with about the Starlink stuff.
1: You want to talk about that, yeah. Is that that your
3: impression of a satellite? (laughs) (laughs) It was actually actually a star. (laughs)
2: Mm, Or should we
3: talk about more interesting stuff like the pandemic and how it's affecting us all?
2: Absolutely not. No, no, let's
1: talk about Starlink, because obviously that's been flying over the... Well, it's been easy to see over the UK, isn't it, the last couple of days? Has anyone actually seen it? Yeah, I've seen
0: it. Three times, so um, if, I don't I don't know if it's, if you saw in time, but uh, I mentioned yesterday that there was actually uh, a new rocket taken off from uh, from South Africa, I think, um, and it, it took twenty minutes to fly over the UK and saw that clear as a star, just shooting straight across. It
1: was brilliant. Mm, that's cool. I didn't I didn't see the, I saw the um, SpaceX flight. I watched it live on Twitter. I think it was yeah, uh, as it happened. Um, that's pretty cool.
0: I've seen. I'm seen I've seen them yeah. passing over the head as well. Like, um, I think it was Tuesday night. There were four or five of them just in a row, just flying straight over. Yeah, that I feel it. it's pretty cool. But I I thought I was being a proper geek, and I walked outside, and like a load of my neighbors were out as well. Thought we were gonna have to start clapping, but
3: <laughs> just so, for the satellites. Yeah. So what is what is the Starlink then exactly? I guess for the, for those who probably don't know what what it is, what, what is it, Chris? Karen <laughs> so I,
0: i'm not an expert but
3: what i understand is it's going to
0: create sort of like a, a mesh network across uh, across the globe essentially um which allows people to sort of get satellite internet from their homes um because it's it's going to be sort of across the world it's effectively acting as one big antenna i guess so you don't really have to have the satellite dishes you have today you can just have a flat panel antenna and pick up signal and get internet access at the moment, i sure, I think they're just sort of training, so you you can see them sometimes going past in chains, quite close to each other, but eventually they'll spread out and cover cover everywhere as far as my.
1: Because it's only like five hundred kilometers up, isn't it? Yes, yeah, it's it's really low. Orbit, low altitude, yeah. isn't it?
0: Yeah, but that's like when you see them. It's usually best sort of, um, you know, just as a sunset in towards the twilight in the middle of the night, because the angle needs to be right for it to hit satellite and you know reflect down I'm
1: just on the um on their website it's pretty impressive stuff they've they've each got like ion prop- propulsion systems and things like that and they've got four uh phased array antennas on each satellite it's pretty um it's pretty sweet they've got uh like a navigation sensor that's tracking their position based off the stars the,
0: and things i I might be wrong about this, but I think there's different layers of them as well. So instead of, you know, having to send transmissions all the way around, it can just sort of bounce off one a little bit further up and
1: back down. Um, yeah, there's like it's like a web. Yeah. It, so it it looks like they're all on the same, like, they're at the same height, but it's like a web completely around the globe, apart from at the very top and very bottom, obviously. Um but it looks like, yeah, so from this little graphic that they've got on their website, that it's it effectively, like, roams the signal from each satellite to get the shortest possible like, link from one place to another.
0: It one, looks one, really,
1: really impressive.
0: It is one one thing I did read, though, is all the, like, the astronomers and stargazers are getting quite upset because, sort of, in the future, you won't be able to look at any patch of sky without seeing one going past. Um, and I think today I saw the... Right. I think, with well, you, Dan, who shared it on Twitter, actually, that the Elon Musk tweeted saying he was uh, adjusting the solar panels so they didn't reflect down to Earth as much and cause such a bright light yeah. because people are getting quite upset. And there are some sort of visualizations of how it would look the night like how the night sky would look when they're all up and all tracking around the earth and it's just sort of crawling with them.
1: So what's what's the benefit then? Is it is it is it like uh is it gonna be the internet? Is it gonna be something completely separate? Is it gonna be like is it gonna be his own global network that people will have to pay a separate thing to to join uh, how, how's it going to work i
0: think effectively it's just another isp but obviously the benefit is you can literally get it anywhere on the planet whether you're in the middle of the sea on a plane i guess or you know in polar ice cap uh, in the north pole south pole wherever you can get on the internet and you just pay a subscription now what i don't know is how they're going to use you know phones obviously would want to connect to it. I don't. I don't understand that enough about how the antennas are structured or anything like that to say whether or not that's even feasible. But you know, it's there's a lot of benefit in being able to get internet access without putting towers up and stringing cables. Obviously, you've got to maintain a fleet of satellites, which I assume I'm is quite. I'm just not fun. too
2: sure how how well it's going to work though, because realistically, people use Netflix and um like real time applications quite a lot. That is what the majority of the internet is made up of you very, very, very rarely find people who just use it for web browsing and emails, and that's it. Well, this is the latest I, I don't believe that.
0: So so, one have, I, I, so a satellite internet right now is usually based on geostationary satellites, and they're yeah. really, really far away. Um, I, don't, I don't know the, the length the way they are from the earth, but you, you get quite high latency, but if you think about it 500 kilometers is nothing, and you can send data around the world right now through fibre and all that kind of stuff in, in next to no time at all, and these are less obstacles to get through, it's it's speed of light in a vacuum, and the, the day is it? So it doesn't have to cope with the medium of fibre even, it shouldn't be yeah. as bad as you think obviously, the yeah. out, not a lot of people have tested it, but I, I don't think you'll have those sort of problems.
2: So you reckon you'll see Netflix streaming across space? I think
1: that's his plan, isn't it? I think I think his plan is for it to be quicker than like the um the, the the cables that go across the oceans and things like that. I think that that's that's his market that he's taking on is that he wants it to be a quicker
0: and and if yeah. you think about a cable going across the ocean, it's not travelling the span of the ocean. It's going down every single bump and over mm-hmm. every single hill and it's navigating the surface of the earth instead of a straight
3: line up, across, across and down to wherever you need to go but you've also got the natural fading within that fiber as well because it's a a material yeah in space there's not a great deal is there in terms of fading potentially there's no i guess well there is an atmosphere because it's not technically in space is it it's in one of the spheres of the earth's ozone areas right but um we were talking earlier weren't we christian about the fact that do we think there's things like encryption running between these satellites and stuff or do we think that it's being sent in clear text and you know what would the benefits of that be versus there being you know any encryption you know if we were listening out it's unlikely we'd be able to I guess manipulate the satellite to change direction so to speak but we could effectively I guess decrypt and sorry not decrypt but we could listen out if things are being sent in clear text but it will just be potentially a proprietary set of instructions and protocols that are transmitting between these satellites that wouldn't mean anything to us. But we were asking the question, would we think that someone like Musk would add certain things like encryption methods on there? Would he be wanting to secure the communications from, you know, peering eyes and and snoops like us potentially, you know, these were the kind of questions that we were asking ourselves because it it's interesting.
0: Oh, we 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 yeah we were talking about um so like Voyager two which is pretty much on the edge of our solar system at the moment and that was launched in the late seventies eighties I can't remember well I can't remember I wasn't born but I don't know when um but you know that that still sends a ping back to Earth every so often it's still contactable um and and you know the types of encryption used those decades ago are completely different to now but I guess one of the things I probably overlooked. So me and Alan had a chat about how you could potentially capture it. One of the things I overlooked was the size of the wavelength and the antennas. If you look at the antennas they used to speak to space of like the span, you know, hundreds of miles in some cases, don't In fact I think some of the sort of setting yeah. ones are worldwide. So I doubt we'd be able to capture that from our house. But obviously these are smaller. If you can get an antenna in your home then you could capture yeah. it well, you're capturing it, you transmitting and receiving.
3: Well GPS, right? My understanding with GPS is that the satellites that Provide this triangulation for us all to get our kind of, you know, our locations, even on our phones. These satellites are 20,000 kilometers up in space, for example. So our phones are receiving a signal in order to, you know, tell us where we are in the world. And while I don't know the intricacies of how that works, um, because I haven't really bothered. I've just took it for granted with the, with the Starlink system providing us internet. I guess, then being only 500 kilometers away, so to speak, would they not have an easier task of providing us with an internet connection from a satellite? Because if if we can get a GPS coordinate from something that's 20,000 kilometers away, surely we'd get something, we'd be able to kind of load a page or stream a Netflix video from something just 500 kilometers into space, right?
1: I've just found a tweet from Elon Musk where they were asking so this is uh, March last year. So someone kind of said, you know, what kind of latency are you looking at? And he says, aiming for sub 20 milliseconds latency to start with, and then sub 10 milliseconds over time. But he was like, it'll be so much quicker because it's only a few hops from major data centers at any one time. Whereas currently at the moment, you think about all the backhaul that you have to go through from your house or from the the cellular operators the amount of jumps, the amount of hops you've got to do to get back to that major data center. Whereas, you know, I'm I'm assuming that what he's thinking here is that every major data center will have a ground station directly connected to Starlink, you know? Yeah,
0: and that's that's a good example. So if you look in the UK, we've only got sort of like five or six major POPs. So for us to be having this conversation now uh, in the pub, we're probably going through, you know, at least two of those POPs, aren't we? And that's Mm -hmm. just within the UK. If you're talking about a satellite above the Earth, that might just be one satellite between two people
3: or you know to get to the other side of europe it's only going to be two or three isn't it i think it's a good idea it's a good concept but also as well it's great i think for automation i think that it's Mm -hmm. that's where i think the market is i don't think we care too much about a sub 20 millisecond delay i don't think we as humans would probably notice it you know when we're streaming or even when we're doing voice and video communications i think we can probably live with that couldn't we but i think with automation um if they can kind of get down to you know Eight milliseconds or so um, to get below that is pretty tough going. I don't know what it's like here, the latency speed is in wired communications. Um, I can't remember if anyone no. knows, but no. But it's super important, but, isn't it? And, and absolutely. When we're having a conversation
0: the other day sorry, Alan, I cut you off then. But um, you know, a lot of I the do all the time, <laughs> a lot of the uh, a lot of the advancements in wired technology, we see, especially sort of ISP fibers, is done through innovation in sort of Trading markets, and you know, whoever's mm. got the shortest bit of fiber between the different exchange exchanges gets the deal quicker and makes the money quicker. So, you know, you see these fights where there's these robots sound well, not robots, computers sat underneath like Wall Street basements and you know, sat inside the London Stock Exchange and all that kind of stuff. And whoever's got the quickest route to get to the commodity markets gets the money. And yeah. you know, how's it going to change that? Are people going to go, in fact, instead of switching and going for these wired? these convoluted wired routes across the country we could just go just, just straight up to
3: satellite yeah I like the concept I think it's pretty cool so I guess it's a case of watch this space right
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> well I had to, we were being really serious for the last kind of 10-15 minutes and I think it's just it's not us I mean we're, we're kind of we need to kind of get we've drunk with <laughs> we got a reputation we've got, to we've got, we've
1: got to try and get the stuff in now whilst we're relatively sober so that if <laughs> the time it goes later on where we're just giggling at each other, <laughs> it's not like actual stuff we need to talk about.
0: In all seriousness, I did say to my boss earlier that I was going to hand him a notice and become a space RF engineer. So, um,
3: Nice. I'm definitely going
0: to be going, doing that.
1: Going up to the satellites. Can you imagine right that as a, just doing a survey? Where are you going?
3: <laughs> Up into space in a rocket. That would be, that'd be the bollocks, wouldn't it? Yeah, you'd better use Air Magnet, though, wouldn't you? Babe? Vacuum Magnet. <laughs> <laughs> tumbleweed.
0: <laughs> that a tumbleweed. That a
2: tumbleweed, dad.
1: Disgusting. <laughs> so, Air Magnet had their, had their kind of big announcement. Did there, was anyone on the webinar? No. Nope. nope.
3: Was, nope. It out, was it out this month really. Nope. <laughs> we didn't expect it to be, so no one really joined no, because yeah, I don't no think was there was there. if there's gonna be some good news, normally there's some leaks. People kinda of would say it's worth watching because there's gonna be something big, but there really wasn't and in a way, it's sad.
1: I mean there wasn't there was nothing, was there?
3: Well there was something, but was it worth shouting from the rooftops about I guess as <laughs> well? Okay, I'm but
1: what was what was the something then? Enlighten me.
3: Updates. I didn't I didn't I didn't listen. I didn't go to the thing. It <laughs> so was just some people right. were telling me and then I switched <laughs> off.
1: Right. But that's what I mean. Because if there was something, then even if we didn't be, go on the webinar, you'd know about it, right? That's my point. That's why yeah. there
3: wasn't... And normally the, but normally, I always think big news gets... People get told about this ahead of time because that generates the buzz. So people join because yeah. there's this buzz. There's something interesting and people want to know what it is or want to know more about what this is. Is it is it true? And that's why... But yeah. there wasn't any of that being generated. It was classic and...
1: UC, like, "Hey, don't let anyone know about this." But oh, and actually, if you do want to let people know, then crack on. That's, that's clever. <laughs> that's, yeah, but that's what Juicy? Juice, Juicy,
3: or UC? Did you call him Juicy? UC. Juicy, Juicy, Juicy. Sorry, I thought ahead.
1: Juicy, Juicy.
3: But he was, he was, a, he was magnificent at doing that, wasn't yeah. he? he? He, he, kind of knew how to go fishing, basically, and get us all hooked and come along. Yeah. He was, he was a genius at it, and. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, have you have you bit. seen
1: the the Nordic launch for Mist? The webinars that they've put out, where again it's UC doing this thing. It 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 looks like some really it looks like four really good, worthwhile webinars. They're all in my calendar already today. Why aren't they but, in a different um, language, or? Well, maybe well, they're, but, they're all
3: English speaking guests.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, it'd be a bit odd if. I mean, if they'll be an American.
3: They'll be an American, most of them, because they've got. You know, I, if you can speak American, Ryan, you're, you're all right. I thought it was because they could speak Finnish. <laughs> 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 it's a tumbleweed.
2: It's not. A tumbleweed. It's I a fact. I generally thought they could all fucking speak Finnish. <laughs> That's from the serious first. Like, then you want it? You it a joke? <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> who speaks? Who speaks Finnish? No. I, I think. No, I think Mac does. He's Polish. Uh, same thing. <laughs> brilliant.
1: <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Oh no.
3: but yeah, look forward to them. Everyone's doing these uh, podcasts and these webinars, and I guess given the circumstances we're under, um, what else are there? You know, what else is there to do? Um,
1: but be I think it it's because we're bored.
3: Yeah, I mean, once <laughs> we we'll go back to work, this is going to cease to exist.
1: Yeah, right, will just die. <laughs> <laughs> it'll just it'll die. Just, We'll, we'll, just we'll do it when
0: we can. Will we ever go back to work life, or will we be sat at home forever now? That's a good point. I am at work. Until Are you? sat there eating biscuits.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the difference is, this is how it's always worked.
2: But this is a uh, question, isn't it? I how don't get will, a how foot will? like this for nothing. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the question I have for you then is: How will how will we come out of this pandemic and go back to work? What will change for you and for us? as Wi-Fi engineers in in the future when, I guess, the restrictions have been lifted, not fully, but gradually, they're going to be lifted. What what does it mean for us? Because um, some of us, um, we have to be on site to do our job. We can do some of it remotely. But I guess the general question is, how do you see it impacting you, not just maybe on the way you do your job, but maybe on the way you consider how you work, for example, you know, traveling? Um, for example... Going to the
1: office, <clears throat> working from an office rather than... Exactly,
3: the- you know, because I, was, I remember reading some articles about the fact that maybe people um, who were in the rat race, you know, doing the, the, the long old commute to London or whatever major city and it takes them, you know, an hour plus on a train, then they're getting home late and maybe they've got young children and they're putting them to bed. So they're missing out on, you know, that child growing because they're having to, you know travel. And be away for 10 hours a day just to make ends meet kind of thing and i guess them being at home now and you know homeschooling and being home for bath time all that kind of stuff makes them probably realize that when their boss used to tell them you can't work from home because we don't have the facilities or the means but here they are providing that option for you and you're working from home and you're actually probably being very productive it might actually change the mindset of people that when the pandemic's over and the, as i say the restrictions start to lift they might think twice about saying I'm gonna get back on that train, or I'm gonna get back in that car and drive, you know, that two hours to my office, or even stay over. Because some people would probably stay over mm-hmm. Monday Thursday during the week and then come home at weekends. Maybe they're thinking twice about the way they, you know, they they look at their employment, and maybe they'll start looking for other ways to work, uh, other job opportunities, that kind of thing. Now, for me, you know, working from home is is a nice bonus, but it also comes with its you know, problems as well. Um.
2: Um, To be honest, I think companies that turn around and say, you can't work from home. I think there's a lot of dinosaurs out there, to be honest, because I think it's always been to go to work, you have to go in the office. And when you're not in the office, if you're working from home, you start watching Netflix. And I think there's a trust thing for a lot of companies and for Middle management because they want to be able to see who's doing what and what they're doing and, and and stuff like that. Um. So before I started the job I'm in now, I used to have to commute about an hour a day, uh, up and down the A1. So I used to start at eight and I'd finish at half four, but because the traffic on the A1 would start to get bad about seven, I'd have to leave the house at half six, mm. and then leaving so I'd get there for eight. And then I'd leave there at half four. Again, traffic on the A1 was bad. I'd pick my daughter up from nursery at six o'clock. I'd pick my other daughter up from wherever she was at the time. I wasn't getting in the house until seven o'clock.
1: Yeah.
2: It it it, it, it takes its toll, you go to work in the dark, you come home in the dark, it's it's I not think, nice. Yeah, I th- I think there'll be like a almost like a resetting of priorities. Absolutely. There has to be.
0: I mean, I think, I think to sort of to Ryan's point, the reason why people said we can't work from home is because they didn't want to spend the money on enabling people to work from home. And you see that meme online, which is basically, you know, what dread, what, what drove digital transformation in your business, CEO, CTO or COVID-19. There's a big tick mark by COVID-19. Yeah, yeah. And that's that now people have to work from home or if, if they can, people are, people are making that investment. And well, I, he, I think. I,
1: I was just going to say, like, I, I think for a lot of companies, it was it was them being scared of allowing people to work from home as well. It, you know, mm. not not knowing because, you know, work is done in the office. Work is done where while we're together. And I think this will help a lot of that C-level, you know, in, in businesses realise yeah. that actually you can get a heck of a lot of stuff done and actually because people are happier you know, they're able to see their families more, they're able to, to work as and when and how they like to work, that actually they, they might get a bit more productivity out of people. Um But do you the, think... And the, the technology's there for them to do it, do you yeah. know what
0: I mean? I guess one thing to add, and that a lot of people who haven't worked from home in the past have, have sort of realised that this isn't the same as working from home normally. I mean, I, I think working from yeah. home works better when everybody's at home, but, you know, when you've got, when you're in meetings and you've got half your team in a meeting in the meeting room and you're dialed in remotely, that's an absolute nightmare, and it's completely different. Yeah. And you know, there's different pressures with the kids and stuff like that being you know, at home. And the, the way I see sort of corporations moving is that they'll probably ditch the traditional office in most cases, and they'll just have city centre yeah. meeting room uh, meeting hubs where people can go and have meetings and get together. I I, I can't mm. see unless it's like a, a you know highly sensitive line of business you're in where you need to have you know make sure people are on the phones and stuff like that i, I can't see us returning everybody returning to the office as as i did before to,
2: to be honest though think about how much money it saves right so you think there's companies all over pay millions a year for these fancy offices to put hundreds if not thousands of people in to be jammed up like chickens sitting at desks working away right Think about how much money they're going to save by saying, oh, yeah, and it's going to be the new the new sort of buzzword. It's going to be the, the new veganism of workplace. It's going to be, oh, everyone can work from home. This is the new agile. And they're going to send people home. And to be honest, for years, right, I've said it, is that you, you get these people in the office who are classed as the dedicated workers because they're martyrs. They come in full of cold and they're, they're, they're a trooper. They come in and that they're still working well they're not they're coming in and they're infecting the whole workforce they're infecting other people you then take it home your kids get it everybody and what i've always said is why can't they just say look you got a call just work from home just work from home and to be honest this has highlighted it because it's like you get a temperature you get a cough you don't want to spread it on so just stay at home stay at home until it's done you can still do your work you can still do everything and realistically if you're in a job where that you can work from home, and people might say, "Well, we don't know if this person's actually doing any work," there has to be a way of you me- measuring that you can do work. I mean, Dan, I don't know if you if if you were working from home, right? But you were actually watching Netflix. People would know that because you weren't necessarily responding to emails. You might not be doing tickets. You might not what, be meetings. What's, what's your excuse?
0: You send Dan, uh, Ryan. Sorry, yeah. You, know, you can tell I'm working from <laughs> home because every time I uh, send an email, I eat a biscuit and look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: like my. So my my thing like I can't see my company going back to to an office space. It it actually turns out that we were going to have to move office in September anyway. And so we were looking at, okay, you know, where are we going to move our offices? What, how are we going to do it? I can't see us doing that anymore. I I can see us setting people up to work from home. And then, like Christian said, having dedicated meetups for meetings, like team meetings once a week at a pub or, you know, at a meeting place, whatever, um, where we can sit around and, and chat through things, but then actually just go and do our own things. And for me, like, this is highlighted massively, like, I don't necessarily care about my guys filling in a timesheet, as long as my customers are happy. If my customers are happy, and therefore they're still going to pay their bill, like, what do I care if my guy's timesheet is stacked? I, I don't like what That's I care about. Is flexibility that flexibility to are happy. your guys, yeah, though, Dan, absolutely. because
2: what what will happen is it's a bit of give and take, right? If your if one of your lads who's on the service desk is sitting there and he thinks actually I'm going to gonna put my feet up and I'm going to sit and watch the latest episode of Homeland because I've done 25 tickets today, I've done this, that and the other I'm going to have a bit of an extended lunch the work still gets done yeah. everything still gets done as usual what's happening is that people are now going to sort of think well it gives I don't know, meaning it, it allows, you know what I mean though? it means that like, I mean for me working from home gives me extra things that you can't even count which is like i get to take my kids to school in the morning and Mm. i pick them up never been able to do that so what about your mental state i'm absolutely nuts i'm absolutely (laughs) nuts can you not tell
3: (laughs) (laughs) but do you not think though i just i guess i want to wrap this up a little bit and just kind of you know go on with our voice messages because i think we've got one but um do you not think that mental state of mind a little bit is 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 improved for i guess at the minute the pandemic is the exception to the rule because you cannot go out as often as you would go to the pub um go to the parks um you know that kind of stuff but in terms of the fact that you're you're at home you're in your familiar surroundings you don't have people over your shoulder watching what you're doing you're i guess you know not in the environment where you you know you've had a stressful journey in that kind of stuff where you're stuck in traffic and no rushing you know exactly is 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 your state of mind improved that you're working from home you know forget the fact that you've got the kids possibly you know doing your nut in um but the point of it being that you're in your home surroundings, you get up, you don't have to get dressed, you can just work in your pants um in the fact that you can you know get lunch when you're ready you can chill for an hour and watch netflix or watch Mid-morning the news beer drink a breakfast well, yeah. yeah yeah if you <laughs> want to be like me and, and have a have you know have beer with you conflicts. <laughs> but i don't really i'm just joking but anyway my point is is your mental state of mind improved do you think that it works better for you do you feel you're more productive do you feel you're smiley you're happy that you're more engaging in meetings because you have that. I guess I don't know. Maybe you're not like a battery hen anymore. You're you have that little bit of freedom from being able to work from home and under your rules. I guess your 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 circumstances have more flexibility has that improved your mental state of
1: mind? Would you? So uh, and another question to go on top of that because you talked about being more productive. Now I don't know that my guys are more productive working from home. I don't know if that's a a metric that I'd measure are they happier in what they're doing probably are they are they more likely to stay at my company because they have a more comfortable more balanced lifestyle you know work-life balance maybe you know so I I don't know if productivity and, and and I think this is one of the things that's going to come out of this is that for so long in our kind of capitalist society, we've been chasing this productivity all the time, you know, how can we get more and more productivity? And that's great. And that's, that's fine. But actually maybe this is a bit of a reset to kind of go, you know, productivity isn't everything. Um, and that actually well-being, you know, work-life balance is, is actually just as important. Um, it, it's know. the wrong,
0: it's the wrong measure, isn't it? You know, you, you can't, if you're measuring people, being productive, you don't care about the people. And I think this has sort of made mm-hmm. a lot of companies realise that you should be caring about the people and yeah. happy people, the productive people. You know, if I'm miserable, I'm sat here eating biscuits. I'm not doing work. If I'm, if I'm happy and relaxed, I'm, I'm <laughs> well, going to have a drink. You might, and be and be and a you might be filling
1: out a timesheet. You might be filling out a timesheet, but you might be filling out a timesheet at a quarter pace than you would if you were working on your own time. You and know, you, if, if, if,
0: yeah, and you claim overtime yeah, if, for that amount of time it takes you to fill out a timesheet. It's brilliant, yeah.
1: Exactly, yeah. It's it's going to be interesting, isn't it? The the changes that come after this, you know, the, 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 the crazy stuff we're going through. One of the things that um, I've been thinking about as well, and, and Christian, you brought it up, um, I think, was um, Christian? Who's Christian? <laughs> Kieran, <laughs> you brought up uh, about this kind of cashless future. You know, at the moment, we've got this cash at the moment that we're not able to use. Um, now, you know, everyone that I know that's kind of a tradie is going to be getting up in arms now. <laughs> don't get rid of our cash. Cash is king. Um, yeah, but
0: it's stung them because they haven't been claiming exactly. as well. So, you know, it's 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 better being
1: honest. Exactly. And and so, so do you see this being, again, another trigger point for um, governments, businesses being able to kind of say, look, we don't want cash. Because it, you know, it touches people's hands; it never yeah. gets
2: washed. It never gets, you know, all this kind of gross stuff. Like you've it just dis- is described, it... Alan, in one sentence, it's gross. It doesn't get washed. <laughs> it's cash, not gash. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Passed around <laughs> from place to place. <laughs>
3: just, 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 just so we know that gash in in the <laughs> northeast also means rubbish. You know. so um, it, so it it doesn't... it's
1: not just the female. So. No,
3: it's not. It it does right. mean it does mean rubbish. So isn't that right, Ryan? It is. So there you go then. So just and then I'm sure so that's what Kieran Gash is rubbish. referring to. Gash is rubbish. In that context, gash bag put the gash out is a slang word for the putting the rubbish machine. out. just want to kind Um, of keep a certain level of decorum all right so back
0: back back to the question about cash yeah people aren't using cash and it's (laughs) (laughs) it's it's forced a lot of you know the older generation generation who traditionally don't use online banking and want to go into banks and spend get money out to spend they've been forced to you know doing online shopping and all that kind of stuff now and and it's it, it's a catalyst for big change in the high street, which is obviously going to impact some of us because we deal mm. with high street wireless. and People are going to be going out with cash to spend money. They're going to be sat at home doing things online. It's it's a, a massive catalyst for change for what's that? the entire world. Really. A voice a machi-
2: uh, voicemail is machine, you- light flashing. <laughs> no. Oh, is it? Oh, oh, well, let's have a listen then.
1: Hello, guys. It's Matt Wenham here. I was recently engaged with a client who was using Leaky Feeders, I know it's generally frowned upon within the Wi-Fi community, uh, but the, the business required financial and technical justification for ripping out the cables and installing a proper Wi-Fi network. I've not come across many businesses that use leaky feeders, and so I wanted to ask you what your thoughts and opinions are on leaky feeders in general. Good question. That is begging for a mashup, up isn't it? That Liam
2: Gallagher's spin on that one. Yeah.
1: Leaky feeders
2: i going let's gonna happen go at some point.
0: Wait, wait till Ryan Who wants
2: says. To take
3: this then? Leaky
1: feeder. Le- leaky feeder. <laughs> leaky
3: feeder sounds really bad in so many ways. It's like if, it, if something leaks, it's not great. It's broken, you know. And and if you're a feeder, you just like getting fat. People, don't you? So. Uh, and if something <laughs> leaks, you don't want to feed off it, do you? <laughs> exactly. So it's like, exactly. what, is, what is a leaky feeder, Ryan? I mean. I'm you looking at call you because.
2: Is, is they there not called it radiating cable as it's often referred to?
3: Isn't it referred to as leaky coax or not?
2: Leaky coax, leaky cable, radiating coax, slotted cable, leaky all points. sorts So Is, this, is it just you a marketing do the term? for it's being called? Really? <laughs> mm. Gout? Gout? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just It's
1: just a thing like. It's bit of seven
0: as Ryan. <laughs> huh? It's these middle class subliners getting gaffed.
1: (laughs) It's all
3: that port I've been drinking. uh, (laughs) Yeah, we've
0: got we've got proper diseases up here, like you know, uh, foot and mouth, and what else? Foot and mouth. Don't know what stuff
3: you're
1: into, mate. Foot and mouth. Oh my god! You're more like foot in mouth, but there you go. (laughs) Foot in mouth. So what? Okay, so leaky leaky feeder is what? What is a leaky feeder?
3: (laughs) Dot com.
2: What is leaky
3: feeder, I don't know what a feeder is? Uh, Anyone want to go? I have no idea. It's, it's just Googling it, oh, look at no, him. I have no idea what a leaky feeder I'll is. I'll take this one.
1: Is is Ryan winding himself up?
2: No, uh, he uh, like... he's prepping himself. <laughs> Easy expert. This kind of technology. My headphones I mean, just cut out there, so I didn't hear a word
3: that you said. It's one big. It's one big cable that's an antenna, and you put it in Ryan. trains.
0: As far as Wikipedia knows, a communication system using underground mining and other tunnel environments, Ryan. What do you think about <laughs> that?
1: So I don't know what's happened, to Ryan. <laughs> he's just got a blank expression on his face. So it it is there is there like a, a place where a leaky feed is worth using? Like London Underground? Like, obviously they don't have that in London Underground. But you know, like you just said, then Christian, like mining.
0: Well, speaking to Ryan in the past, it's been it is you no know, his use in sort of warehouse environments or you know difficult environments for RF. And as far as I know, it's just a cable with holes in it, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and it is. you know that's all it is. I don't think it's going to be at a sort of cut with high data rates because of how far the contention is the contention domain I I think
2: the issue comes with people a lot of people don't understand it they say is what is this traditional wi-fi is and especially in these type of environments external antennas people don't see everything else that goes on with it and there is a lot to consider when you roll out a leaky feeder so what you've said is exactly right it is a coax cable that is fairly thick with slots in, and you either choose a two point four cable or you choose a five gigahertz cable. So you have to make sure you've got the right one for your deployment. Um, and with coax, obviously, you need to take into consideration the the loss of the cable and the distance of the cable. So there'll be so much loss per meter. So do, you, do you need? Can you can you add like
1: boosters along the cable, or do you have? Right,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, I'll I'll explain how I've used it before because whenever I've discussed leaky feeder with people, they go, oh, hidden nodes, oh, it's terrible. I'm not talking about putting it in an office. I'm not talking about putting high-density applications through it. There is specific use cases for it, and it, in the environments that I've used it, it's worked flawlessly, and it has worked perfectly. So I used to work for a train manufacturing company and we had some big warehouses. So during the the production process, they'd start off with an individual carriage of a train, and eventually mm-hmm. go all the way through. And then it would come to a part of the of the process where it would go in for testing, and then couple all of the trains together, and connect them up in a big shed with a twenty five thousand volt overhead line. Right? right. So you've got to think this is a a fairly wide shed with six full train sets in all next to each other. Now when the guys are doing the testing on the train they've got tablets, they've got VoIP phones, they've got uh, a few other different uh, devices that they take on the trains, telemetry data, and that capture telemetry data. Um, So trying to get Wi-Fi reliably on every single carriage and all throughout the areas where they're working is really difficult because we can't put access points above because we've got 25,000 volt uh, overhead lines and that causes electromagnetic field around it. Um, so you can't do that. Um, if you put it along the sides of the wall, um, you'll get into the first train carriage, the first train set, but you won't get beyond that. So it is really difficult. And then the guys work underneath the trains. So, then people say, oh, well, you could put them down the sides. But it becomes really costly because then you've got to run, um, you've got to run fiber, you've got to run more switches, you've got to run, there's there's a big massive cost to it. So, with Leaky Feeder, what we're able to do, um, so what we did is we ran an access point in the middle. So, the gantries were about 100 and... 140 meters long, so around AP in the middle and it was a Cisco 3802 and we used the, the DART <coughs> cables. Um, and then we basically put 70 meters of leaky feeder on one side connected to two antennas ports. Then we did another 70 meters of leaky feeder on the other side. So we had 140 meters of leaky feeder off one access point um, and what we found was the the direction of the so we it, it is a directional cable the slots are at the front and not the back so you have to make sure that the cables oriented in the right direction but what we found is reflections took that signal and it went beyond the car went under and it went over the top of the cars and it worked voice worked, and what was brilliant was there was no roaming. So you had a voice call, and you were able to walk from one end of the carriage to the other end, and you wouldn't roam, you wouldn't disconnect, it would work.
1: But how, how many devices were you testing in the
2: carriage? You see, this is the thing. This is why I was saying to you, is it depends on the use case, because we only had maybe ten 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 engineers in a, in a train car at any one time. Yeah. So, We're talking about a small amount of devices.
0: How does it work, though? Because with with a normal antenna, you know, you've got a a positive and a negative, and the way you get that to work is by splitting it so it's on a sort of horizontal plane, and the signal jumps. In a coax, you're going to have the positive and negative running in parallel to each other. How how does that bit work? How does the signal jump out of the antenna? Because you know, an, an, an antenna is just a leaky end of the radio, isn't it? That's the bit that leaks. But if it's if it's along a long part, along
1: because you've got holes in it, <laughs> everything just pisses up. Yeah, side. But, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you know, you've got you've got an, you've got an oscillating wave, and it's being cancelled out by itself, surely.
2: I've got to be honest. That's that's two RF. If my anyone, RF that I,
0: leak. by the looks of the blank faces in the room, I don't think anyone even knows. So. Maybe.
2: Ultimately it works is what I'm what I'm gonna say. I mean you do have to go to a certain amount of detail when you when you design it because like I said you have to take into account Well I don't know about that. That's too hard for my just, hour, I just to be like it. With
0: you. Clearly not, or, Ryan, you just told me you didn't know.
2: No no, I'm talking about when you design <laughs> when you design for leaky feeder, you need to understand the amount of loss per meter so that you can work out what you' what you're, you're gonna have at the end of the cable effectively, so you you need to what do you
3: mean loss per meter because a cable is going to be run in a certain length. Are you saying that you need to buy different types of cable to be able to support the distance by which you're
2: running the cable to depend on the cable that you buy, it will have a loss per meter, so and and the more it leaks, the more loss you'll get Charlotte kind of yeah, so there's. From the so one not that so I many used, holes. There was a, there was an insertion loss of about zero point one five dB per meter.
3: What's that in milliwatts?
2: on, Christian? You're interested in that? In your head? <laughs>
3: no. no. <laughs> yeah. no,
2: no,
0: no. Yeah. Threes and tens, whatever.
2: <laughs> so, and then you need to calculate your your input power. So so your your output power from the axis axis point. Um. So if we a uh, twenty five dB put from an access point,
0: <laughs> I've I've got a question for you, Ryan. If you hooked a leaky feeder to a microwave, how many Greg's pastries could you cook?
2: <laughs> I don't know, but that sounds like a good blog post.
0: <laughs> Forty thousand sausage rolls
2: <laughs> all cooking at once.
0: You run it, You could just run it down the middle, couldn't you? And like get an even, an even. Warm. You could literally
3: have a Gregg's in every train station in the UK if that worked. You could just cook them as you, as you travel. There already <laughs> is. Can you imagine that. What, in every train station? is pretty, a Gregg's.
2: Pretty much as a Gregg's everywhere. There's not
3: yeah. a Gregg's in Spa where I am.
2: Because there's nobody who lives there.
3: Apart from me.
2: So, one person. I've I've got a question again about five hundred
1: thousand
0: feet is, is it, it? Is I'm it about me. lost per sausage roll? Come
2: right. on, Dan. <laughs> What what were you gonna say? I'm trying
1: to learn. So, if these leaky feeder things are really good for long, thin spaces where you don't want to roam, right? <laughs> why why don't we design corridors in offices to have a leaky feeder antenna, I, and then the rooms off of them to have normal antennas?
2: I don't know. I...
3: Because the cost of running cable for yeah. a start is expensive, so the answer it's would
2: not be... more expensive than buying it however could... many extra APs. No, you've got it could do. be. So the the leaky feeder can be quite expensive. Where the right. cost savings have come in before is we don't have to run the fiber, the power, and um, all of the other you know the data outlets, the mounting of the access points. Which in in bulk, in sort of on a, on a larger scale, we're not having to do that. So internally, in in the, in the warehouse and in the manufacturing area, we had access points. We had proper directional antennas because there was already data points there. We had everything there, mm-hmm. but it's in these environments where you don't have them. So we also use them outdoor on the test on the, on the actual track. So mm-hmm. there was a there was a track that took all of the trains out to the main line. It's where they used to test them as well. But we had a request come in that said the trains, when they're they're sat outside, need to offload all of their data. Um, So the trains, CCTV, telemetry data, everything. And I said, right, so we now need to deploy outdoor wireless to everything. And what we did is we ran leaky feeder along the fence. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't that bad and it wasn't that costly because what we had is we had lighting columns. So we had power. And what we did is we ran fiber to certain uh, lighting columns. And then we ran APs off that and we put little boxes Mm -hmm. on the fence. And that's how we did it. So outdoor wireless would have been quite difficult to design in that environment. And it would have been, yeah. we would have been very limited to where we could put the access points because you can't put them too close to the trains because they'll get broke. You can't put them too far away because then your signals are going to be particularly great. But where does the fence run? Right along the edge.
1: Isn't isn't there a new technology now that they're using for trains in terms of getting the internet onto the trains? Yes. Um, something that was developed by McLaren or something F1 team for getting telemetry back from the cars or something like that. I'm, I'm not sure that
2: then. the company I used to work for did their own proprietary stuff um, right. why don't they <laughs> use
0: giant power line adapters
2: plug it in? <laughs> it, it's a, do you know what it is it is a, it it is a similar, <laughs> yeah. similar principle really isn't it using cables to extend the signal but yeah leaky feeder is good it has its uses would I use it in any other where, in any, any other places it would depend it would depend on a lot of things. So train- a lot of things.
0: So, sausage rolls. Am
2: I right in assuming
3: that the leaky feeder cable operates at the same frequencies as Wi-Fi, or does it operate no, no, it at does. different
2: frequencies? No, no, the same frequencies. So, yeah. um, if you get the, it has to, it doesn't it? If you get the well, five gigahertz cable, um, it will operate between five point two and five point eight gigahertz, I believe.
0: It, it it's it's just it's just. I was just gonna say it's just coax with it holes is. in it, isn't it? So you know, I assume the two point four gigahertz coax has got holes, which encourage radiation of two point four gigahertz signal. I don't know if the holes are wider or the, the is space wider, is wider. space sure, is wider on a two point four. You know, the There's same more holes on a five gigahertz go. one. Yeah, and and I assume you could pretty much get any frequency if you get those it, holes in the right place. It's true because
2: the same cable is remanufactured for the likes of lte so that's what they run running in tunnels and things like yeah. that so it's just the holes are different
3: and different termination so would types. they run this on so maybe airplanes and stuff like they that do as well in so
2: a lot of airplanes i believe airbus and boeing use it and what they do is they run it so so before everything all gets fitted so it's above the overhead lockers the run parallel link your feeder cables in fit everything on that's it done
3: Imagine if someone like Eka how or Magnum or IBWave, the you know, these air software, air survey software apps doing predictive designs, do you think they've got any leaky feeder, leaky feeder kind of azimuth (laughs) patterns in there at all? Do you reckon? Well, that's one thing (laughs) that we
2: One issue that we came up against is that you couldn't predictively design it, We, we didn't know how it would work. Uh, we basically had to take a punt on it so what we did is we bought 25 meters worth we got an access point, and we clipped it along the girders and went we'll go and do a survey before and after and measure the results so i took i took a i took an ascom phone with me i took uh ekahau laptop and sidekick did a survey and i was listening to music on ascom phone so I had a call going, just listen to music to see if it broke, see, see what it was like. And that's how we went, that's going to work. And it did work.
0: It'll have brought the radio change, right? So instead of, you know, it'd be seesaw pretty much. You won't have had or anything like that because...
2: No, no, you do. That's why you run two. Um, so what you do is you run two parallel feeds each way. It would be seesaw if you had one leaky feeder going each way. But we ran two, so it was basically eleven. Then my mobile. All oh, right,
0: okay. So it was just a two by two radios, basically. Yeah. All right.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like, like I said, it isn't, it isn't the greatest, but it worked perfectly fine for the VoIP phones. It worked fine for the um, the Tough Tabs that they were using, and it worked fine for their laptops. To be honest, I know
0: Alan's thoughts is why do we care if it how it works? if It works, but I, I care how it works. I want to know. I'm interested. <laughs>
3: Well, the question I'd have is, is it, I guess, um, each cable is a fixed frequency, for example.
2: No. So would that be your
3: right assumption? Or how, how would you manipulate the cable to be able to propagate at different frequencies? If, you know, let's say it was 2.4, for example, how would you get part of that cable to propagate at, um, channel, on channels 1, 6, Just, and 11, so to speak? Would it be different hole point. sizes? It's the same as you the, set antenna.
2: That from the access point.
0: It's all it is, is a, Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's just an antenna system without the antenna, and the holes are there to encourage the signal to jump. So, you know, it'll be tuned for a certain frequency, but there's, you can go to channel one, it can go to channel 11. On one cable. On one cable, like you can do on one antenna.
3: With an antenna, the antenna doesn't change, does it? It's still the same physical antenna. No, no, no. No, no, but my point, I guess my point I'm trying to make, no, you misheard me. So, what I'm saying is that with an antenna, you specify only transmit at channel one for this antenna. It can't do multiple. Uh, you know, it's not gonna do channel one, six and eleven at the same time, is it on two point four? It's what no, the long... antennas only ever yeah. gonna do it's just right. So my question is 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 you know, so if it's one long leaky cable that's laid do you have
1: to buy a channel 6 cable?
3: Well, no, you don't let's be honest. It's just <laughs> one long RF domain,
0: isn't it? It's one long contentious domain that's all. Well, that's yeah.
3: my question. I mean, uh, it sounds stupid, but I'm curious because I have no idea about this tech, but is it a case of if, if it's one cable that's laid, you have to say, right, this is going to be running at, I don't know, channel 1, so it's going to be, what, 24, 12 megahertz, right? If you're going to run something that's going to be 2 miles long, it's going to be channel 1 for 2 miles, so to speak. So effectively... No Roman, it's great.
2: Yeah. The way that we did it is we used the dual 5 gigahertz uh, of a Cisco 3802 with a dart cable and we assigned one radio to channel 36 and we assigned the other radio to channel
3: 140. Okay. So just one channel.
2: Per radio, yes.
3: Last orders. <laughs> Last orders. Hey, this has been a... This has been a kind of a serious podcast, I think, tonight. We've... Um, it's been less banter, more kind of, you know, serious chat. And I don't know. I'm worried about us guys here. You know, I think I think the lockdown's affected us. I don't think we're, we've, we don't think we have drunk enough. Or maybe
2: we're. I think you'll probably find that people like the podcast better, but we hear it. <laughs> right.
3: Yeah.
1: Anyway, I need to kick you guys out, otherwise I'm going to lose my license. Um.
2: Right. Let's say good night.
1: See you later, guys. Goodbye. See ya. Uh, right. Cheers, Cheers,
3: Dan. Uh-huh. Thanks for having us. It's been a
1: pleasure. No worries. worries. Have a safe, socially distanced walk home.
3: (laughs) See you later. I do do anyway. I zigzag home after I've left your bar. (laughs) I (laughs) drive.